0: Hi, I'm Rosetta Caravello, co-host with Dr. Eval Defretes, and welcome to onigen Biohacking Podcast Two. Welcome, Dr. Eval. How are you?
1: Hi, Rosetta. How are you? How's New York? Oh, wow!
0: Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited about our podcast. We got um, exciting feedback, and you know, I really want to jump in to what uh, most of the questions um, came in. And uh, one of them was about my emotional breakdown and incubation period. <laughs> I think that related stress level rising, yes. And it's, it's making me really nervous because I don't want to go back to what it was. I'm a little bit aware now. I, I know somewhat of what to expect though there's still a lot of uncertainty whether or not my kids are going to go back to school. There's a tug, there's a tug of war here, you know, but in between that tug of war is me, you know, and uh, I'm getting pulled by a lot of directions. And again, I, I, the, the stress level has rised and it's not here yet. And I keep saying to myself, you know, we have to try it before it becomes a problem, right? So we're trying it before it becomes a problem, but I'm already foreseeing the problem and I want to put a halt to it. And uh, so I think it's really important since uh, this is going to go back into this circle. I don't want it to be a vicious circle. So guide me through. Prep
1: better than previous, in the previous experience. We are all like, how we can get prep? Like it's not only buying books and getting the list ready and the computers and the kids ready. It's how we get ready. Yeah, self. Yeah, absolutely, self. Yeah, yeah, we need that. Yeah, and and one of the things that it's really important is that we know that all those emotions for years in medicine we've been splitting in between biology. And psychology so you're either you know you're either a doctor or you're a psychiatrist and we don't explore emotions we just defer it to a psychologist or to a psychiatrist but when we're talking about taking care of people we need to mix both because what is the truth is that and what is a reality is that and now we know better than ever emotions impact our biology and our biology impact our emotions so it's it's intertwined it's it's linked and if we don't take care of both then we get one of them on balance and the other one gets even more and then what you were saying last time about your pain increasing just because your stress is higher because of course your chemistry, your biology change into survival mode and everything like, you know, it's, it's harder. Your reserves come down, comes down and, and your tolerance is less. So you don't have the patience that you usually have. You don't enjoy things that the way you are because chemically you don't have the tools to cope with pain, to cope with stress. It's true that soldiers and that's very well known that when you're in acute stress, and you get a wound or injury it doesn't hurt as much as when stress comes down that's true for acute stress but for chronic stress it's different because chronic stress it's something that we're not meant to have we are built to have acute stress and then recover acute stress and then but we live in a chronic stress stage so it just takes all our reserve nutritionally, chemically, and then you run out of fuel. And that's why pain hurts more, your tolerance goes down, people feel depressed. And when you measure the biology in terms of labs that really show you what is happening at that level that is not our traditional labs, then we see it.
0: I see, I, I, so, Now that I've had the experience of, you know, of knowing how I felt and getting prepared. You know, you talk about labs, you know, your traditional labs. Um, I know uh, traditional labs uh, don't go beyond where I want to feel, right? That beyond wellness. I know that I have good markings, but I'm still down right? I'm still in pain. There's something stirring. And I don't want to sound um, like I'm looking for someone to find something wrong with me. But I, I kind of want somewhat of a diagnosis, right? So they could help me guide through it so I'm able to know what to do. But when the markings come well, and everything is great, and they just send you home with a clean bell of health, it's kind of like discouraging, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way. And so I, you know, you talk about, um, you know, the markings and and blood work, what makes onogen different? Like what blood works would you do that's not so typical?
1: So what happened is that the blood work that we use traditionally, that's why we're so scared of finding something wrong in the blood work. It's reactive. So it means that if I find something wrong in the traditional blood work, your kidneys are already failing, your liver is already failing, or it's already, it has some level of damage. Mm -hmm. There is something organic already going on when your blood work lights up. So nobody wants that. You either have cancer growing or markers, or it's so scary. Because our blood work, it's based on the foundation that we found a disease and we kill it. And that's from Fleming, literally, when he found penicillin. We have the same foundation for every single diagnosis we have. Cancer, um, we treat it as killing the cancer. We treat everything to kill and, and it's reactive. And our preventive medicine is early diagnosis. So you still want to kill whatever is already growing or is already failing or is already, so you have to stop it, you have to. So when you change and move to a proactive, you need to find markers that tells you what's happening before that happened. And one of the things that happens is that your chemistry changed many times due to chronic stress, that your immune system changed and it becomes, it, it, it becomes a low inflammatory process, like it just activate low inflammation. And when you're in chronic stress and the chemistry has changed, the generals, the, the, really the directors of the strategy of the soldiers of your immune system is not working well anymore because they're getting depleted. So you have a lot of soldiers who are tired, but they have, they have weapons. And they're killing whatever because they're in alert, chronic alert mode. So you don't want that because you need the strategy. And that's what happens. So chronic inflammation damage your heart, damage your arteries, age you, start damaging your kidneys, increase your blood pressure. All those things that at the beginning, you know, we thought it was just... Um, diseases produced by essential hypertension. We didn't know what was causing it. And now everything is linked to chronic stress, inflammation, and then genes activating that in their own way, because we don't want those genes to be active. And they stay, stay silent for many years. And then they activate when you put them through that. And we know that without immunity, it happens to them. That's why those patients going to flare when they're in stress. And they go into remission many times with, when they calm and they f- figure it out what was happening or the stress situation kind of release and, and is solved. So that's a big thing. So what are those proactive tests? Those proactive tests are tests that allow us to measure. The chemical environment environment, and that's what I call biomolecular core. It's the whole thing that is around the cells and allow the cells to work at their one hundred percent. So those generals in your immune system stay working well and controlling the immune system and telling the soldiers don't fight that thyroid because that thyroid is our thyroid. And those people then don't get autoimmune thyroiditis and don't fight those joints don't fight that heart don't destroy those arteries we need those brain arteries for this so we need we need ourselves working in the right way if you have a system that is exhausted and in chronic stress it's the same thing that you have a military force exhausted working with weapons but exhausted and in chronic stress. They're gonna mess up with whatever they touch. And that's what happened in our body. So when you change that environment, that what I call the micros the micronutrient environment and, and that biomolecular core, then and you find what are the pieces that has been consumed by this chronic stress and creating those imbalances, so then you fill those gaps. And when you fill those gaps, then sales works better because it's like you have a car and it's missing, it's it's low in in oil, but you're giving fuel. Yeah, you give fuel, but if you don't put the oil, the level of oil that that machine needs, eventually that machine is gonna start failing. And then you might not ever recover the engine. So it's the same with the body it's as simple as that but we make it very complicated in medicine traditionally we think that if you eat good food and balanced diet it's good enough used to be unfortunately i don't think it's not longer like that because the requirements has increased because our lifestyle is so much more demanding than our ancestors our soil soils has been depleted, so food is not as rich. We don't eat food, f- fresh food as we used to. We use more macronutrients like protein, carbs, fats, but we don't need as many micronutrients. There's thousands and thousands of micronutrients in vegetables and fruits, antioxidants that are essential. But as physicians, in traditional medicine, we focus mostly on the macronutrient and some vitamins. And we're learning more and more how important the antioxidants are or other micronutrients are for our eyes, for our brain health, for our immunity health. And that's why these nutraceutical companies has been growing. So it's, the test is, I think is essential and, unfortunately is is still thought and taken as experimental by some insurance and some doctors that, you know, because this is new for us because we have not been trained on this because the foundation in medicine is based on being reactive, not proactive. So, but the genome project and all those things came up to wake us up and enlighten, enlighten us on the fact that now, if you optimize that microenvironment, you can optimize your gene expression and you keep your good genes expressing at their best, and you can keep your bad genes silent. And that is empowering. And that's what the medicine I like to practice is about how we can evolve that how we can make it better how we can you know get more data to make these the newest standard of medicine
0: you know uh, i'm a big fan and i have been so honored and blessed that we cross paths and we're on this journey Mm -hmm. together i believe i speak for a lot of patients right because i'm a patient myself and i believe that um that this is where medicine should be right and doctors should go beyond right their limitations as we say in our you know and you have gone beyond those limitations and you realize that you know the medicine today traditional medicine is completely outdated i mean it's just it's just ridiculously outdated and the fact that you know we're moving into that that futuristic direction because You know not so much um we need the technical right that artificial intelligence right because we need that to support what we're doing but that emotional connection that is where it's more important i feel as though a doctor like you who does the biohacking and does all of that um you know dissecting you're in it for the emotion too. You have to be. And that's what's going to make it work.
1: And there is a lot of fear about the incorporation of artificial intelligence in medicine and the human side. Because of course, artificial intelligence is like, you know, that of emotion hasn't been, you know, and, and it's a work in progress. And when you start, you know, thinking that computers are going to start feeling, then, you know, we have all these like science fiction movies. Yeah, where's the connection? Where's that human connection? But I definitely, definitely, the information about just one individual has become so biology, like, yeah, the biology of just one individual, it's so complex that the best way to really figure it out what is best for this individual you you have to combine a human brain to put that human you know side and the emotional mm-hmm. and, and you know algorithms that translate the whole data that is coming along every day we have thousands of new papers and new information that is impossible that a human brain can process without mm-hmm. a, technology like advanced technology like artificial intelligence so what made me excited excited about artificial intelligence is that it's going to force us to well it should i should say help us but sometimes you get help and at the beginning it's kind of you feel like they're forcing you to go into something because you're so used and so comfortable in your comfort zone, and it's taking you away the comfort zone. But most physicians are craving, are longing for a long time for that connection, because we go into medicine, because we like people. We're people people. We like to talk. We like to hug. We like to enjoy the relationship. We like to help. Some of them are not huggers. I'm a Latina, so I like to hug people, but you know, but that loving, caring, it's, it's, within. it's the listening. It's the listening. It's the, yeah. It's the art of medicine. and And we have lost that because our brain has so much to process the diagnosis, what to do, what the standard of care, all the information, am I doing the right thing here? Am I gonna be Sue? So there's so many things that you get disconnected from your emotions naturally to be able to process all that and give the best result because we're trying to act as computers. But at this point, computer has become better computers than us but computers cannot become better humans than us. So we have to evolve to become more humanized in terms of being doctors, to understand emotions, to manage that better. And I'm so excited because I do think that that's gonna create a great system. I think that's the future of medicine where physicians are gonna be there, like your coach, that understand how you manage your emotions, but also understand by you know by using the help of artificial intelligence, how your biology works and what how we can upgrade your biology to help you to cope with your emotions better and to grow and become the best version of yourself because that's what medicine should be doing. And that's a proactive medicine. Then when the system get out of balance and when the system is like, you know, lighting up on those labs that we still would use, but in combination with this proactive, then we react as we need to react, but we also know how to enhance the effect of whatever technology we're utilizing or drug or anything that we're utilizing to cure this problem because we're bringing with us the whole immune system the whole natural healing biology that this person holds and we've been ignoring because when we're trying to kill cancer We ignore your capacity to kill cancer and we give the most toxic drug to kill that cancer. And in that process, we also decrease the immune system capacity to kill that cancer. Immune system should be helping us. So we should give the immune system something to boost and we should have the chemo there working with us. But the way that we do it is let's give the... Hardest chemo here and people sometimes die in the process or people get like the worst side effect. And when you, because I've seen it and there is multiple physicians is like in the world doing that, keeping the biomolecular stage or a microenvironment for this patient nutritionally, antioxidant and even emotionally supported Through chemotherapy, through treatment of any problem, and we see better results. Patients heal faster. Patients respond faster. They need less treatments. It's less toxic. I mean, this is not this is not teach or taught in. I'm sorry, I'm a Spanish speaker. (laughs) This is not taught in medical school, but this is what is going to be taught in medical school soon, because. Absolutely. And artificial intelligence is here and it's not going anywhere and it's going to come into medicine with or without us as electronic medical records did. And I'm on it already. I mean Onogen is already working into translating our algorithms to get all this data and more and more that is coming because research are, you know, progressing at a speed that is unstoppable. And it's faster than ever because technology has increased the speed because it's more advanced. So as we learn more, we have the capacity to de- develop more faster. And that's what's happening. We're in exponential mode. So we have to grow with that. And all these data needs to come. And I cannot pretend that I'm just going to be able to process all that data for my patients and give them the best. So we are developing uh, algorithms and platform and translated everything that we're seeing and learning into those so the system brings the data and you get your formula and you put your data every time you get your therapy and what we envision is that the system will be able to adjust the therapy as your needs based on our algorithms and our clinical research and the clinical research of other physicians that are out there in telomeres and longevity and all those things that are, those physicians and researchers that are working in having a more proactive medicine. That is just not me. I'm just a love fish in a big pond with huge fishes. <laughs> but but yeah, so I'm happy to collaborate with the biggest fishes and the small fishes and the medium fishes <laughs> and everybody because it's so excited, exciting and yeah. You
0: know, you know, being on the other end of it and listening to how this is developing, right? I'm more of a holistic approach, right? Especially that you spoke about the cancer, right? And having your own cells fight the disease with extra support, you know? I do believe functional and practical should work hand in hand, um, when, you know, when absolutely necessary, right? And I also believe that uh, you are leading, you know, the, the wave. You are a leader in what you do. And especially that um, you're connecting the, the patient relationship, you know, the emotional connection to your patients. Because that's technically, you know, as, as, a, as a patient, when I go to a doctor, I want I want to hear, how are you feeling? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I want that moment. And I think we all deserve that moment. And I think as a physician, you deserve that moment, too. Right And and I'm okay with the artificial intelligence because that's just gonna add and support me in my process to grow and feel better. So that's okay. But I always uh, feel that, um, that really that there has to be this breakthrough in medicine. There has to be. And there has to be more doctors like you that should be leading Should do biomolecular, should be doing biohacking. And it's really important. This is how, um, you know, all these viruses, you know, this fear, you know, this incubation, let's go back, you know, incubation, the blood work, this is all stemming from status quo medicine. I'm sorry. It's not thinking outside the box. The first thing I said was to my family, okay. Everyone, I'm ordering Onigen. <laughs> That's my prep because fall is coming and I want to get prepped. I want to feel better. I don't want to, I don't want those high and lows. You know, it's going to get darker soon. We're so uncertain. Every, you know, it, it, it's constantly unfolding. The uncertainty is constantly unfolding. I mean, it's a daily thing. It's not like, you know, it's daily. No one knows what tomorrow is going to bring. And that expression exists now. It's officially exists. And so why not prep? Why not feel good? Why not wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I feel good. I have a good doctor on my side. Mm -hmm. I have a great, um, you know, support team, um, educational, you know, we're trying to do uh, the platform and keep the podcast, as educational as possible, right? And um, I get I get so emotional, you know, because I'm like all over the place. That's when why talking. I like
1: you. That's, that's why, you know, people <laughs> need to be more, you know, there is, emotions are part of being human. And being human, it's, that's what makes you irreplace, irreplaceable. Yeah, because... You know, people are like, oh, my gosh, um, artificial intelligence and computers and this. We cannot be, our spot cannot be taken. Our stage is there to do what we do best, being humans. But we're trying to be computers and we're teaching kids to be computers. And, you know, and that's changing because we're realizing that computers are better than us in being computers, of course. But we are better in being humans and finding computers to help us with the things that were not that good it's like when you're opening a new company and you're finding you know your flaws and you're targeting the people you need to you know to to fill that those gaps so you make sure that you become successful and it's the same in anything in your biology we find the gaps we fill those gaps we make you successful And when your biology is upgraded, then your emotions is easier to control because now you have your serotonin and all your brain working at its best. So you don't need so many drugs to keep it balanced because your gaps are filled and you're good. You're balanced. You're balanced. It's the same in a small system and it's the same in the big system. Mm -hmm. So in healthcare, it's the same. It's just that. I think, you know, people say that we have to be positive in, you know, most, like it helps us to be positive and see the positive side of everything and everything has a positive side. And I agree with that. I mean, these trying times, these uncertainty is just bringing to the surface the flaws of the system. Yes. And that's why we have so much chaos because we thought... That the status quo was good, but it's not longer good. We we have made so many so much progress in many areas, and there is some areas that were left behind: politics, government, education, healthcare. So exactly. what's happening? That this is coming and and telling us you guys need to reset. You guys, it's time to fix it all. Oh. And and of course there is chaos and you're seeing like the worst things looks even worse and it's more scary because this this is the purpose of the whole trying time. It's like, and, and it's history. It's the history of humanity through all the history. We have seen that once and once. And every time we have this kind of trying time, we move to a new era. We're coming into a new era. And it's the era of artificial intelligence, technology, and humans become better human beings, becoming more loving, more kind, more altruistic, more compassionate, developing all those things. And it's painful because changing hurts and hurts a lot. But at the end, it's worthy. And I think that's where we are. And I think our kids are gonna enjoy that. I try to be, as I say, positive. And, but if you go, historically, we have gone through horrible crises, and humanity has been able to overcome and become better, a stronger, smarter, better version of humanity. And that's, that's what we are facing right now. And those systems are gonna improve because they have to because they must, because there is no other option. That's where we are right now. And it's, you know, it's hard, but it has a meaning. And that's the importance of these kind of times. And we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And if our biology is at the right place, it's easier. So that's why Onogen is here to support that process and Onoji will continue working in bringing more advancement into helping people to upgrade their biology to be able to cope with what they need to cope to grow and become a better version of themselves, healthier, sexier, happier, and that's
0: that an in an incubation might be good and deadly. Sometimes
1: incubation <laughs> yeah. butterfly does that because before becoming butterfly, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I love butterflies these days. I, I have a great. in my nails. It's a transformation time, and we're leading. I don't think I'm leading. I think we are all leading at all at our own level. Moms are leading in their homes. Dads are leading in you know in their homes too. In their job, moms are leading in their job too, and trying to get rid of the guiltiness because they work and they they cannot do what they you know be the 100% mom at home. So there is a lot of changes in the mentality. The the transformation of society is just vibrating and that's why we you know the media has so much to put on the tv and it's sometimes scary but it's because it's bubbling it's bubbling because it's happening it cannot be whole anymore it can it's just happening and it's exciting we should all um be excited about it and understand that it's going to be chaotic at the beginning and try to you know to bring our energies and and the unfolding of the uncertainty become comfortable with. This is the new norm.
0: It's well, you
1: know what, so it's, um, it. well,
0: get it. it's,
1: it's,
0: it's not so much, you know, we were on, um, you know, before COVID struck, we were all uh, going through everything, right? We were going through emotions. We were just going. We were just going. There was no switch. But that changed because of COVID, and now, in a way, as bad as COVID was, I did rediscovered myself a lot. I had a lot of time. And the one thing that I rediscovered was my health, you know, you know what was going on. I noticed it more than before, because before, it was just, I was just going. I was at a halt this time, and I'm saying, wow, this is not who I am here today. I'm here tomorrow. Oh my God. You know, this is, I was so off balance. And it was because of that circle, that vicious circle, that psychology, that biology, that whole thing was just going round and round for me. And now that I'm aware, and now that I have a doctor who listens, and now that I have Onigen who will support, you know, my biomolecular um, need, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm, I'm prepared, right, and we're going to take this with a positive attitude, and we're, we're going to build from this to be better moms, right, better doctors, better dads, better children, right, better policemen, better, yes, better politics,
1: better, you know,
0: hopefully, hopefully, I'm still in New York, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, the level, level. But no go there, oh, let's do for the next program. <laughs> let's keep this wholesome. But in that sense, it's 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 making me welcome, where I was very afraid of March, and I was very afraid of April. You know, listening to the news, it's really easy. You know, my husband told me, hey, you know what? If you're like this and all you need to do is just shut off the news, shut the noise. I thought that that was the most brilliant thing he ever said to me. I felt like I had to listen because I had to know, but it's okay not to know because that's how you rediscover yourself.
1: Yeah, because the news are being manipulated too and by the fear, by the same fear, by by thinking I I do have the truth. This is what, and by money and by many things that we don't understand um, that we don't want to understand because humanity is beautiful, but it has a dark side when it's desperate, when it's like, you know, on the dark side. (laughs) like in star wars so it's like we have the whole spectrum and if you know i discovered that i have to stay focusing on their on the light spectrum to stay enlightened and happy and and you know the dark side i just try to ignore it i try to protect myself and my kids from it i try to understand it because we all do we all do have a dark side it's just that some of us are more disciplined into controlling that. And some of us doesn't have the tools. They just didn't get it. They didn't learn it. Maybe they didn't have enough love, maybe whatever happened to these poor people. So our job here is not to judge them, but stay in the light side and make, produce more light. So we just keep the world brighter. Well, I <laughs> suggest
0: brighter that and you yeah.
1: Shut off the news.
0: And listen to the podcast. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we created this, right? To shut out the noise and educate and inspire and empower. And that's who um, Onigen in a whole is. That's who Dr. de Freitas is. And that is who I am, you know, going into this uh, journey with. I want to inspire. I want to empower. And I want to educate safely educate everyone out there, that there um, is good medicine, and it's going to be greater. And um, I appreciate your time, as always. I look forward to going into more of that artificial intelligence and a little bit of details. Maybe we can, you know, explore that on episode three. Yes. Sounds good. All right, Dr. Goodball. All right. It was so nice to connect in with you again. Lots of love in Florida, Miami. Yeah. Elbows, right? As oh, now, a- now no. it's all hugs. <laughs> Feeling that? Italian, Latino. That's it. we got awesome. so much culture in us right now. I <laughs> yeah. My hands. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye bye.